0: things that you know by now may change and one of the agents of change is on the phone with us right now representative andy biggs from the fifth district out in arizona congressman biggs welcome to boson early's rush hour how are you
1: uh, great how you doing good to be with you
0: it is my pleasure you know you have uh, embarked on a quest that has a lot of support among many Republicans. And you started when you said, I cannot vote for Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. There have been at least two others, (laughs) only two others so far that have publicly joined you in this. Why can't you vote for Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker, Congressman Biggs?
1: Well, you know, that's a great question. I'll tell you, we have got to change the infrastructure. You have to change the infrastructure in Congress to change the trajectory of the United States of America. And if you want to change the, the trajectory of the United States of America, you can't keep electing the same leaders. I mean, Kevin has been the minority leader for four years and was the majority leader before that. He's there. And And all of the power goes to the speaker and it needs to be removed from the speaker, not removed, but decentralized from the speaker so that members can do their jobs in a way that they represent the people of the United States of America. And I believe if you do that and if I were there, that I would be doing that. And that would allow us to do things like attack inflation by attacking reckless federal spending, attacking the high gas and oil by leveraging bills to make sure that we um, we bring back the Keystone XL pipeline, for one, but also go after the bureaucrats who are stopping the permitting. uh, And, you know, just this whole panoply, and it just takes someone who's different, who's willing to get out there and take the beating um, and lead and use the tools that we have to change the trajectory of Congress and, therefore, the country.
0: One of the things, one of the complaints that you hear, especially from conservatives that are unhappy with current leadership, they look at this past election cycle and they say that the current leadership picks favorites and puts money behind uh, certain Republicans that are aligned with them, their allies, but they will do an all-out, well, sort of quiet warfare on Republicans that are, let's say, more conservative. Uh, there has been unhappiness for a long time, there was unhappiness with the rule of John Boehner. There was unhappiness before Boehner with, with Denny Hassard. There was, there's of course a lot of unhappiness with Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan declared this weekend that he is a never trumper again uh, and doesn't want to <laughs> see anywhere near <laughs> Trump. <Yeah. laughs> so, and, and so yeah. what do you say to the people that are the conservatives in this country who have felt marginalized by the current leadership? First of all, Why is it so difficult to gain support if you are not in Kevin McCarthy's camp? Why is there such fear of going with, apparent fear, with going with someone else from so many in the Republican Party that have been elected to Congress when their base is telling them otherwise? We want something new.
1: Yeah, first of all, you're exactly right. The base is saying, please give us something new. Give us somebody new. Change the direction. But you you put your finger on it, uh, Kevin. Is, one thing that he's really good at doing is he's good at raising a lot of money, and that money comes at you. So um, if you're Anna Paulina Luna down in Florida, uh, all of a sudden uh, there's millions and millions of dollars coming against you from uh, this this kind of uh, shadowy group that that uh, Kevin's raising money for. If you're if you're in New Hampshire. And uh, you're running up there. She she experienced the same thing. If you're Majewski in Ohio, you got the same thing, money coming out against you from this kind of uh, uh, see, this political action committee that Kevin's raising money for, and it's going against conservatives. And so people get nervous about that. And Kevin raises a lot of money and gives a lot of money away to incumbents and and uh, you know. And those people feel obligated and concerned as well. So, you know, I I remember I I asked um, a member when I first got elected, I said, gee, this sounds like pay for play to me. And he said, well, it is pay for play. And if we don't bring down the pay for play mentality of the United States Congress, you're going to keep getting the same crapola that we've been getting for year after year, regardless of who's in the in the leadership and who's in the majority uh, in Congress.
0: Now, one of my, one of my good friends is uh, Congressman Louis Gomert, who I've talked to over the years. As you know, Co- Congressman Gomert tried to stand up to the Boehner regime. And he got a lot of talk and whispered, you know, I support you, I support you. And in the end, none of that support materialized because there was this fear. Do you expect that the three of you so far, you leading the charge who have stood up and said it's time for a change, do you expect to be to get more support, or do you think at the end of the day people are just going to go with their fears over a chance to actually change things?
1: Well, the you know, the good thing that I've got going for me that Louis didn't have is that the margin uh, for the majority is going to be between one and three seats. I mean, so – So any three people can get together and and affect things. And I I have more people. I mean, Bob Good from Virginia has now come out public, so he's number four. Thirty-one people voted for me. Another five people voted against Kevin. I just don't think Kevin has a path to get there. There's not enough oxygen for him to get the 218 votes that he needs. The question is, will I get it? And maybe not. But that means that somebody else might get it. And uh, we still can change the trajectory. And, and that's the point. It's a, it's a structural problem that must be changed and addressed. And I'm hopeful. You know, I'm optimistic. I'm always an optimist. That's, that's, that's my nature. But um, we're in for a fight, and, and uh, we will be unified on policy. But right now we're just trying to sort out who ought to be the leader of the Republican conference going forward.
0: What can the people who voted Republican, these conservatives all around the country, what can they do to show you support for the idea that whether they support your candidacy or not, what can people do to show their disdain for current leadership, if they have it, or their simple desire to want a change? How can they help? How can people out here in the hinterlands help you affect change in the Congress?
1: The most effective thing is to reach out to your to your member of Congress and tell them whether it's by phone or, or email or text or whatever communication you've got. Go on there and say we want to change. We want to change. It doesn't necessarily have to say we want bigs, but if they come out and say we want to change, we we have to have some somebody different to to lead the caucus, the caucus to be the speaker of the house. I mean, think of it. That's the number three person in the entire country um, in succession and maybe we need to have somebody different. And if they contact the members of Congress, uh, a lot of members of Congress will respond to that.
0: Now, before we're speaking with Representative Andy Biggs, who has uh, put himself in a very unique position, standing up for change in the current recur- uh, Republican leadership, before we leave, I just have to ask you this. Uh, Arizona, you are from Arizona. The <laughs> complaints about the last election Are still making headlines Katie Pavlich today in Town Hall uh, wrote a a story attorney um, uh, the Attorney General Maricopa County broke the law on election day and she cites in her article that over 70 voting locations were impacted malfunctioning machines 25% of the vote tabulation machines were not working there is there are there are stories that so far the election has not been certified. Do you expect anything to come of any of this? I
1: do actually. Um, so you have uh, the attorney general looking at it, and their their election integrity unit is is written a letter. They want information. They got to get the information. They don't want it to be certified before. Then there may be um, a decertification if they do. Look, uh, then you actually have uh, observers that have affidavits from thousands and thousands of people. And, w- you know, what's very disturbing is we do not know how many people uh, stayed home or didn't come because they heard that the machines weren't working right. They heard that the lines were extraordinarily long, which they were. And it was a really hot day out here. And so you, you look at it and you say there were massive real problems here And we have to get to the bottom of it. And if you want election integrity uh, and additionally, as the the attorney general, uh, the the, his deputy who wrote the the letter pointed out, it looks like the county recorder and the county uh, supervisors may have violated the law with information and practices that they were doing. And think about this. Did they make some kind of adjustment to the machines? that was manually done and not recorded the day before the election. And that appears to have been the case, that's the that's the reports. And if that's the case, then you impacted the election in a way that you suppressed votes and changed voter outcome. And so it's a real deal and uh, investigations ongoing, and I, uh, I'm hoping that the AG's office will uh, get, get to the bottom of this and, and take the appropriate action.
0: Representative Andy Biggs, we thank you for joining us. That's the time we have. We hope you'll join me again, and let's follow up on this. Thank you. Absolutely.
1: Thanks so much. Appreciate it.